ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 191 of the Quarantine Cast, recorded on 12-21-2020. It is with a heavy heart that I must announce that um, there was a grave mistake in uh, this weekend's episode of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, the eponymous top 10 of 2020 episode, um, a, a horrendous but honest mistake was made by the uh, official certifier of the contest, uh, who happened to be me uh, by volu- volunteering. Um, and it turns out that one Andrew Clark was actually the victor of the episode, and the previous victor uh, was uh, incorrectly stated, and that was me. Uh, as a result of this, I will be stepping down from my post as certifier of the top 10 episode, and from now on will allow all of us to do the math or just stay out of it entirely. Um, and I also prepared a brief statement. Um, I acknowledge that co-host Andrew Clark will be certified as the victor in the 2020 Voluntary Viewing Top 10s episode. But to watch a podcaster who claims to represent the people of the podcast baldly pin his hopes for victory on games, movies, and television shows that did not have releases in 2020 (laughs) that uh, bore necessity to be on the top 10 list has been truly appalling. So to be clear, this is not a speech of concession. (laughs) Concession means to acknowledge that an action is right, true, or proper. As a man of conscience and faith, I cannot concede. But my assessment is that the law currently allows no further viable remedy. Now, I could certainly bring a new case to keep this contest alive, but I don't want to hold the title of victor if I need to scheme my way into the post. Because the title of Victor isn't nearly as important as our shared title, Podcasters. And with that, I must uh, once again declare Andrew Clark actually won the top 10 episode. You know what? I'm, I'm really happy that you... That, that collapsing is going to be a bitch for Lucas. <laughs> um, I, I will say uh, I'm happy that you clearly spent a lot of time preparing that statement when you are re- also reportedly running triple duty at your job today. I may or may not have pulled up a transcript of the Stacey Abrams concession speech in 2018 <laughs> gubernatorial election and just... Live substituted words like Secretary of State Brian Kemp for co-host Andrew Clark. Uh, um. <laughs> Let's just control there's, that. There's, there, there are a few key differences here that I, as the victor, uh, would like to point out. And I, just as I gave you the opportunity to uh, give your speech, I would like the opportunity to say my piece. Mm. One, you have, you have the floor. One, the differences here are clearly and easily seen in the way that uh, Governor or uh, yeah, Brian Kemp was the winner and the guy who 
was in charge of doing all the counting and was the one who like probably won under like very dubious circumstances due to voter suppression. Whereas Ryan Holtz was not the victim of voter fraud, but the perpetrator of said voter fraud. And the in the in response to the accusations of uh, putting media that did not deserve to be on the list on the list, I would like to also point out that I, Andrew Clark, uh, one, rallied against movies such as The Lighthouse being able to be on the list, and only after being told that they would be on the list, decided to put it on my list. So I would like to say that I, I did try to stand up for the uh, the sanctity of the list and and uh, just abided by the rules that my two uh, co-campaigners, Lucas and Ryan, uh, fought for. And also that I did not put anything on the list that would not have been able to be on the list according to the rules that all three of us agreed upon years in advance. Uh, games such as The Witcher 3, which my opponent Ryan uh, seems very held up on, it was a re-release port uh, of a game that came out five years ago, but a game that was released this year. No, and... it literally wasn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Okay, I feel like we, we need to get into like revising these every, rules. Everything that I put on the list, and I, I should say that Lucas definitely had more games on his list than I I did. And how many of them made or re-releases? How many of them made it to the top tens? But I will also Zero, say that every, every game that Zero. he put on his list was fine to put on his list. There there was nothing wrong with that according to the rules that we uh, set out. If you really really did not want these games to be on the list, you should have said so before we did the program and we could have amended the rules but these i did this is first the of all i didn't know you heard before. me this this was before the 2019 top tens that we agreed on these rules are you done i don't want to interrupt <laughs> i Go ahead. you heard me in the podcast nominate four different games of lucas's and yours <laughs> Because I didn't know. Because I'm a fake gamer. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that those weren't games that came out in 2020. The only obvious one was Lucas's number 10, because he put 1990 after it, and The Witcher 3. And I was like, those aren't going to make it. Those are bullshit. And then one of them did. Um, and I am going on record that I definitely do not remember us saying that like literal ports can be on this list it was mo- it was more of a if new content has come out okay. for these games in the in the current year then that it goes that's how i remember the rule so like not re-releases but remakes remasters would count even if i had played the pokemon dlc pokemon could have been on this list this year by your yeah. interpretation of the rules okay. absolutely I think, Re- right. remakes remasters I- uh, uh, and here, yeah, here's a, uh, here's my counter argument going back to the 2019 top 10. Yeah, I know red dead redemption two that released a, on PC and I made PC very released. cogent arguments about why it belongs on there, including all the different graphical reskinning in order to slightly up res it 
all the different graphical settings that you can adjust, in addition to modding, which exploded in the year 2020 for PC release on Red Dead, and literally did not exist on the console version. As well, I made literally multiple points for why that specific re-release was not the same as a port, where well it was as, just one-to-one. Uh, as well as Red Dead Online coming out alongside that PC release. I, that's what I recall, like, finally syncing it for me. Yeah. And and I had to fight for it to be on the list because you guys said no, it's not a it didn't release in 2019. But now we're putting games that, like you said, with The Witcher, they made it worse so that it could fit on the Switch, so that it could run they, properly. They, they not only did they made, not make it better, they one, made it worse. It was made by a different team, like it was ported by a different team. Like sure. that, there's a lot of things to take a very pretty game from like you know at that point released on next gen consoles to a game on the Switch being played in handheld yeah. mode. Like so, that's a, that's a big difference. Shitty. Okay. <laughs> as, no improvements. As we were figuring okay. out where and the line changes don't have to be improvements. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do. As we were figuring out where the line in the sand lies, uh, could I have nominated uh, Demon Souls for the PS5 this year? Does yes. that count? Yeah. Easily. Okay. okay. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, a, absolutely. I mean, Lucas, you you have one, two, three, four, uh, five, six, six different games that are just re-releases, and you have two like actual remakes. Like, like uh, I I think that Demon Souls is like being released on the PlayStation Five is closer to like Final Fantasy VII Remake than it is Fire Emblem 1990. Okay. De- Demon Souls easily makes it. Once again, I'm just talking about literal ports where they literally take a game and okay. just put it on another platform for the first and time. If you, if you want that... If, okay, if you think it shouldn't count, then we can not do that for next year. But that was definitely a thing that was allowed we, no, for this year. I, don't, I kind of don't agree. Like, we well, made these okay. rules so long ago, we don't remember. So long ago? Okay. It was a year I ago. Think. <laughs> yeah, a year ago. That's what I'm saying. It has been a long year. And we, and we have no idea what we actually said were in the rules uh, that we were going to change. Because 2018 was a shit show, and our list sucked, <laughs> and did not represent the best of 2018 because we all put a bunch of shit on there that we watched for or played in the first time for t- in 2018 but we're really old like, <laughs> so it was sucky and we said let's change it and now we put more really old shit on there which but, was but the spirit of the rules that to came avoid out that. then you know what do you mean like it was it was a game that was available to me or Lucas for the first time because of the new release that it had on a different platform. If something is coming out on a new platform, but it wasn't to us. I think that counts. The reason that we made the rule was to avoid putting old games that wouldn't be new for the broad populace of like our podcast listeners. Like we didn't want to put games from a long time ago mm-hmm. or movies that for from a long time ago because it doesn't represent what 2020 is. That that was the spirit of the rule. That we tried to put in place is so that old shit wouldn't get on the list, and then we put an old shit on the list again. I like that's 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 what I had been sitting with the spirit of the rule for, and that maybe last year it was just people trying to you know avoid that if possible, and then this year we didn't. 
I I abided by every fucking rule that we put out there. <laughs> you don't know that. Once again, we don't have that conversation saved where we set up the rule for what we were going to do differently. Does that happen pre-podcast? My my games and Lucas's games and your games were on this list like a week in advance. You could have said something beforehand. I, you didn't have to just decide during the. I didn't decide during, during the podcast. It was in my head the what, whole time. Once you were mad, then, like that. Okay, the rules should change now. I, I didn't decide during the podcast. I, once again, did not know for every single one of Lucas's games, except for Fire Emblem, which I did not see until we started recording. And then The Witcher, I also didn't really see until we started the recording. I wasn't analyzing your guys' lists piece by piece to, like, break down your arguments or anything. Like, and yeah, sure, Lucas's list is riddled with them, but they're anime shit that I would never know hey. was a re-release. Andrew, you no see More this? Heroes and No More Heroes 2. I have no fucking clue. I've never heard of those games before in my entire life. Dragon Quest XI-S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition. Literally have never seen in my entire life. Ryan, you would That's... probably like Dragon Quest XI. I, 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 sure. I, I can see you getting into it. Look, fair enough. If you really, really think that, that's possible. But yeah, I, no, and I and no again, idea. I think we're really burying the lead here <laughs> in the way that uh, the podcast ended with Ryan winning the top 10s game <laughs> by one burying point the over, over Andrew. And that was in result of Ryan counting up the lists uh, before the rest of us, saying that he already did the math and turning out that he forgot to give me eight points. Wait. The first, the first three minutes is the lead, and then the first three minutes. <laughs> no, no, no. It was the me first, saying the first that three minutes Andrew was Ryan won. saying, "Oh yeah, Andrew should have actually won, but he like his list is shit, so he doesn't really win anyway." <laughs> That's not what I he said. He didn't didn't say that the the reason that I won was because you counted up. I the literally wrong. said that. Do we need to re-listen to the opening of the podcast of me saying that I need to step down as the counter because said, I made a grave mistake, which allowed you said me there to was win a grave mistake. You, you didn't say what it was. I literally did. <laughs> I said, I was the counter. I'm the one that made the mistake and Andrew actually won and not Ryan. I said yeah. it in flowy, fancy language as a joke. And apparently that's where the translation got lost. But yeah, no, Let's say it for sure. Ryan miscounted. The guy who works in Excel documents all day long made an easy mistake because he was trying to go fast, I believe, because you guys were still talking. And I wanted to get the results for video games in before mm -hmm. we started movies because it felt like we didn't get the results for shows. So it seemed weird. And I went a little too fast and accidentally forgot to count eight points of Andrews. And no, no one checked, which is fair. I'm not saying that you should have checked, but no one else checked. So then that's the result that came out. Total honest mistake. And I am totally owning up to it and saying that I can no longer do this at the very least on my own uh, as the counting moving forward because it was my mistake and it was a totally honest one. And Andrew absolutely won. And I was just saying because I think my ending soliloquy of the top tens episode was me being like, the one person who stood for the sanctity of the list is the one that won. Like I, I did. Everyone else angered the top tens gods. And then now that's not true. Like no, you can just not do that and you'll still win. And that's what I was trying to say with the whole I don't concede. Blah blah blah. Which is mostly a joke and a reference to All In: The Fight for Democracy, which both of you guys could have watched and then you would have gotten some more points in movies. Like because it's good and Stacey Abrams is a fucking badass. And yes, it, it was her victory much, or was her 
uh, defeat much more like, yeah, she legitimately got screwed than mine. Of course. Like, I absolutely could have fixed this by reading your list, seeing The Witcher, and been like, The Witcher, should that be on here? Which... I maintain that I think you both would have just been like, yeah, it should. And it no. would have been on there anyway. There's nothing I could have done. Like, even because I would have been one against two. But yeah, I could have no, no, tried that, that to is, do something. That is what happened, though. Is I said The Witcher. You said, no, come on. That, that shouldn't count. And then Lucas said, no, I'll vote for it. Exactly. Well, no, Lucas nominated The Witcher. Yeah. I remember it. Oh, yeah, I owed Andrew a favor and I paid my favor. No, he did. No, you didn't. Then, and then the Andrew made, came afterwards. Yeah, and then Andrew got really fucking mad at you when it came down to movies because you wouldn't cash in your favor. Meanwhile, you did cash in your favor earlier by nominating oh. The Witcher. So oh. yeah, so that came after you got you got paid off. You got uh, you got yours paid back, Lucas, hundred mm. percent. No, I I, I I know what would have happened if I would have brought it up. But yeah, I could have brought it up and. Then I could have also brought it up with every single Lucas game by Googling every single game that Lucas had. Because <laughs> that's what it would have taken because I haven't heard of almost all of them. Like, there, There's a lot of things I could have done. And yes, Andrew's victory is legitimate. But it made me sad. <laughs> like, I was happy that it felt like I was the one that was <laughs> trying to keep an actual top 10 games of 2020 list. And not just a, like I'm trying to win the points of 2020 list. Like, so uh, I think, I think going forward in our amended top ten rules, we have decided that a significant release in that year uh, no longer encompasses just basic ports. That has I to be, think that's a good idea. Has to be some look, kind yeah, of yeah. If, if that's if that's the rule moving forward, fine. Okay, I, has to be, I will agree with that. Has to be some kind of upresing. Has to be some kind of mechanical fiddling. Um, or at the very least, it is the majority of people have experienced this piece of media in, uh, that year, which I believe was how we let the, uh, lighthouse live on, uh, our 20, uh, 2020 list. Yeah. The wide release. Which okay. I agree with. Okay. Um, if I listen back to the 2019 top 10s episode and I hear Lucas explain the rules and talk about how there needs to be a significant release and a significant addition of new content, then I am going to maintain <laughs> how how is a port onto a, a new console not a significant release by by those rules then. If if the rule if, is if a Lucas port talks about count. new content. <laughs> like I don't I don't think that we ever things. I don't. Like, I definitely don't think that we specified that just simple ports do not count. I will 100% concede that. I, I don't think we ever made that distinction. But I do seem to recall that we definitely had discussions over what counted as like significant release or new content. And that simple ports were not really included in that discussion. And that there was a bit of a hullabaloo around Red Red Redemption 2 being included when Red Red Redemption 2 did have like significant new content coming out. And was much more than just a simple port to PC. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. If I listen to that podcast and there's a bunch of shit in there about that, I'm going to be a little like, "Mm, okay. And and once again, things could have happened to prevent it, but it didn't happen that way. So what can we do? What are we going to do now, boys? So for instance, if one of my favorite games of 2015, Bloodborne, uh, just is on PC all of a sudden in 2021... Nothing else really done to it that that does not count. No, as a 2015 game still. Yeah, 
But okay. like Demon Souls for the PS5 is a perfect example of like no, that was a complete remaster. Like mm-hmm. they they really they went in there and changed a lot of shit to make it updated for the next gen. Okay. Like, that that counts 100%. Oof. If you if you add photo mode it counts as a 2020 game. <laughs> did a lot more than that. Fair enough. No 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 no, not not in reference of Demon Souls. Oh, um, what's that? Zelda? No, just just not... any game, any Once game again, 3. Fake gamer. <laughs> I have no idea. I cannot I cannot wait until we have the same argument exactly a year from now because we all forgot this conversation. At least this time it'll 100% be recorded. I don't okay. think we recorded it last time. So We got to do a clap sync. And then I got a great wacky post roll. Oh, fuck yeah. Ryan coming in hot this episode. Ryan I said I had some topics. content prepared. Mm. Showing 38, 9, yep. even. Yep. 1. All right, let's do it at 5. All right. Well, I don't know if you guys are familiar, or if you remember the Belling Cat article that I had sent you uh, about the Boogaloo Boys yeah. way back in the day. Mm-hmm. They're just a they're a really unique, like independent journalism outlet that focuses on like investigative journalism and Belling uh, Cat, not the Boogaloo Boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no Belling, yeah, not definitely not Boogaloo Boys. Belling Cat is the independent journalism thing, and they're really cool. Um, recently, they released like this really in-depth investigative piece in partnership with CNN about um, how the Russian opposition leader was attempted to be poisoned again. Yeah. Uh, this time by the Russian FSB. Um, Were they attempted ter- to poison him again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They put oh, okay. uh, neurotoxin in his underwear. It was great. Um, wasn't, wasn't that like what, like what the original poisoning was though or oh i i don't know if i remember exactly when this poisoning happened he has definitely had multiple assassination attempts on his life via poison (laughs) um in this particular case uh as of six hours ago is when this kind of broke um (laughs) russian opposition leader alexei nalvani fucking (laughs) called the fsb spoofing his number with a simple app to claim that it was Russian FSB headquarters, got in contact with the spy that tried to poison him, posing as the Russian FSB fucking leader, and got him to tell him for over the course of 45 minutes what went wrong with his poisoning and how they tried to poison him. It's fucking bonkers. <laughs> it is... It is the phone equivalent of putting on glasses and a mustache and walking into <laughs> the main intelligence, I guess the number two intelligence agency in all of Russia and asking for top secret documents and getting them. So this what the is, fuck? this is like, I, I remember like 10 years ago or whatever it was when you know, like one journalist guy called Scott Walker pretending to be one of the Koch brothers during the yeah. protests in Madison <laughs> and got him to like say a bunch of really messed up shit, but like dialed up to a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> this is a man who was, they tried to kill him. So he called them and pretending like, to be them and got them to tell him all the details. <laughs> I, it, so is this like the assassin spy equivalent of going into a quarterly review talking about all your high profile shit? 
walking out of that and then seeing you got an email saying that, oh, actually, this has been rescheduled. You're meeting with a different guy at such it's, and such time now. It's so much worse because it came on an unsecured phone line. And it was literally just a simple, this is a free app that you can get on, like, the app store. Oh, my God. That just spoofs your number to say it's from blah, blah, blah. You type in whatever you want it to say it's from. Oh. And the and the agent, the super secret spy that is in charge of assassinating political opposition in Russia, just fucking fell for it. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. And they recorded it, and there's a 45-minute phone call. Of the fucking spy and the opposition leader just hashing out all the deets on how the assassination uh, succeeded and failed. I don't know how I would have been able to keep my cool in that situation if I was a dude who was poisoned with a nerve agent and probably still has some damage. I don't know how, like, nerve agents really work after a long period of time, but uh, thanks. I think they may have tried to kill me again. Uh, calls up the dude that you think did it, and I'm like, hi, I'm John Smith, your handler, remember? Uh, yeah. Like, tell me how the things went. Balls. He's like, oh, well, you know, I, I tried to fucking kill him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you tried to kill me? I mean him? Just, yeah. <laughs> I'd be so upset. <laughs> yeah, I would be seeing red. What, what the actual fuck? How did this happen? And uh, CNN and Bellingcat like broke the the news story like a week ago and they did contact the fsb for comment so the fsb knew that like mm-hmm. people were trying to like figure out what was going on with that whole situation and then navalny, navalny was just like i'll just give it a shot i don't fucking know i'll call him up and see what happens a spy didn't think to check the area code of the call. That is, well, no, that I mean, was... he, they could have spoofed the area code. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, that's the thing is that he got a call on his caller ID that said it was from who he thought it was somebody else. He he thought this was a call coming from somebody that he knew or like from his place of employment, basically, and that's why he volunteered the information. But no, no, but like I okay, as Ryan described, how do you not it, I thought it recognize was... who he was talking to. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the, the main the main spoofing, they he might have been a little bit more sophisticated than the basic, but yeah, the main spoofing is just like sometimes when you get a call from a number that you know or your phone recognizes, it will put, you know, like the words location. on yeah. the screen and location and shit like that. That's the main spoofing part is him mm-hmm. saying that. And then, yeah, who knows what, what other, if you manipulate the number and stuff like that, because scammers do that all the time too to try to like, they'll put your own area code so that you answer. And then it's a robocall or something. Yeah. But yeah, like that that's that's totally the insane part. The first few minutes are um uh what's his name? Kudryatsky or Kudryatsev, the the spy, saying that I'm uncomfortable that this is an insecure line. <laughs> and Navalny no. just being like, nah, that's fine, just I'm from headquarters, just listen to me and <laughs> do whatever I say. So I like it, it's insanity. <laughs> Uh, Ryan, did you get, uh, d- did the article outline why the plot failed exactly? Like what, what went wrong? I, they, I, so they're talking about how the, he, the agent revealed other people that were involved in the assassination <laughs> plot. He named fucking names and talked about how they had failed initially. And he was like sent in there to be like the closer who was like the badass that was going to actually get the job done. And like. He failed too. I think that the actual failure just was that 
uh, Navalny was super paranoid because he'd been right. poisoned in the past. So he was super hyper aware and got suspicious quickly when he first started showing symptoms and got to the hospital in time. I think that was the general fi- outlined failure by CNN and Bellingcat. How it happened? I'm not sure if this released new details for potentially how it failed. Like if the placement of the neurotoxin in the underwear was slightly off or something, so it wouldn't kill him as fast. But like as far as you, as far as I know, the main reason it failed is just because Navalny is on fucking hyper alert right now right. for. Yeah. All sorts of poisonings and stuff. I mean, at a certain point, Russia's going to just drop the pretense because, what, they killed the COVID scientist by just yeah. throwing him through a window? Like, right. Well, that's a thing that they do all the time. Like, yeah. re- report Any reporter that, like, you know, is about to find things out about Putin, every single time they are tossed from a balcony window. Yeah. And they're oh, like... Oh, wow, they were suicidal. So yeah, sad. and that's it. Every single time. It's happened, like, half a dozen times where they're Which just I think tossed. they want... To people to know. No, right? absolutely. Like, right. If you it's... want to rule via fear, you you can't obviously come out and say that it was you because of the international outcry. But like, you do want it to seem like it was you. Yeah, every everyone knows that it's them. It. It's just yeah. a if you toss someone off a balcony, you can just say they jumped. Yeah, they killed themselves. Yeah, if you if you poison someone with a neurotoxin, you can say they had a heart attack. Like, but yeah, it's it's obvious that. They didn't, and especially in the case of Navalny, who is very fucking famous at this point. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I know more about this Russian opposition leader than I do about like the house whip of my own party in my own country. Like, <laughs> I, I hope while well, he was pretending to be this assassin's boss, that he was chewing him out a little bit. You know, <laughs> like, you dick hey, this motherfucker's still alive. You dumb piece of shit. <laughs> you failed. Okay, so- you have underestimated your target. This is a human specimen that cannot be underestimated. <laughs> this is a man of men. Like also, his dick is huge. Yeah. Oh man, that's what really did it. You put something in his underwear. Like his dick probably blocked all the toxin. <laughs> it's made of steel, you know. So I read in your report that it failed because he changed his underwear because the uh, neurotoxin is an irritant. Did, did you not account for that? Did you not envision a what? I'm not gonna, this is pretty Bush League, man. Like, we got yeah. a lot of people who want to step up for your role right now. Like, you and know? And then it's just like, uh, you're right, sir. Next time I will just shoot him. Like, ah, oh, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, sir. We already have best Russian sniper trained. Uh, you just give the go-ahead to take the shot. Like, oh well, let's hold off a second. Like we can, we can put that on the back burner. Give that a couple of hours. Let it stew. Like, yeah. You know, in spite of everything, though, you have been doing great work this year. You are definitely getting your yearly bonus. Go spend that money right now. That is for sure coming. Just treat <laughs> yeah. yourself. Come on. You know, all this being said, man, you're a really good guy, and like. I set up a meeting, like, it's with Putin. Just, like, go right to his office. And, like, if his secretary says not to, just, like, say that you're on, like, top secret spy shit and just, like, burst into the office without announcement. And like, Hey, you know, you're going to get a promotion. Uh, your boss, uh, you know, like, your boss's boss, he's a dickhead. I don't want him there anymore. You're going to get his job. Uh, it would be really cool if you just, like, went into his office and sat in his chair and waited for him. <laughs> Just to like show him who's boss. Yeah. And you can tell really him yourself, yourself that he's fired and Yeah. Just drink his vodka directly from the bottle <laughs> as a power play. Go. Yeah. 
His wife also wants to leave you. I have it on good information. Or leave him for you. We have a cushy gig set up for the both of you. Have you ever seen the show The Americans? Basically, you're going to be one of those. Um, I need you. Get on the next plane to New York. (laughs) I need you to buy the plane tickets, though. You know, so there isn't a paper trail. We will reimburse you, though. Buy those two expensive First class, even. Go wild. Yeah. Yeah, and then he goes to America, and then this story breaks, and he's immediately arrested by by Interpol. Yeah, no, he's in New York. The United Nations que- and like questions him immediately. Yeah. God damn it! For your for your next assignment, we have a double agent in Interpol. Uh, you will be working with them. I want you to call this number, explain the situation, uh, and then yeah, to, you know, meet up with them. Yeah, head over to their headquarters and like. Look, they might detain you for a little, like, brief questioning period, but it's just a formality. It's a part don't of the Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't don't call your, your your handler and have him bail you out. Like, just just keep your cool. It'll all be good. <laughs> and then, like, tell them all of, like, our names, actually. We're trying to be a little more transparent. We have, like, a, <laughs> you know, this, this is a new directive. I know it's kind of crazy for spies, but, like. Synergy. Yeah, talk about like our everyone basically that we have because hype, hype us up. Yeah, yeah. The guy you're speaking with is actually one of us, and that's your code so that he knows that you're cool. Is every name of every person you've ever worked with in your agency? That's the also, code. Also, like the the second code is the name of everyone you've killed. Yeah. And then the third code is the emails and phone calls from. Uh, directly from Vladimir Putin to uh, carry out these assassinations. All right, cool, bye! (laughs) (laughs) And goodbye to all of you listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what you heard, like, comment, subscribe. Hack blue link in the description down below if you want to make a donation to a collection of great causes. Check us out on Patreon, Twitter, at V2 underscore podcast, email, viewing at gmail.com. We are on Instagram, and I am also on Twitter, at Lucas Writer. Have a great week, everybody, and happy holidays. 